Terrible day here, another terrible day here in America where the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade, as you just heard Kevin Winter say, ended in tragedy. The reports right now are that at least 21 people were injured by gunfire. One person is is dead. Uh, we're hearing as many as eight others may still be in critical condition. One report, Ian, I had read even said 29 people had maybe been taken to area hospitals. Obviously, those numbers are fluid because you're parsing through all of that. People are at various hospitals all around Kansas City so that no singular emergency room becomes overwhelmed. There's all sorts of injuries beyond just, of course, gun violent or gunshots that can come out from these sorts of events. People are being trampled. People are falling down. There was a million people in downtown Kansas City celebrating the Kansas City Chiefs winning another Super Bowl, an incredibly joyous day. Schools were shut down. Businesses were shut down. Everybody came together to celebrate. And then at the end of the parade, when Kansas City Chiefs fans were leaving, Right near the garage at Union Station, gunfire erupted, rang out, and a mass shooting occurred. We have one report that nine children suffered gunshot wounds between the ages of 6 and 15. 6 and 15. It's terrible. I mean, what the hell is going on? You, you can't go to church without having it in the back of your head. You can't go to a concert without having it in the back of your head. You can't send your kids off to school, whether it's high school, elementary, junior high, high school, or college, without having that in the back of your head. My oldest daughter, Rowan's going to visit two colleges tomorrow. I mean, it's it's not in the back of my head. I mean, that's that's right here in front of my face. Right. I mean, and then and it's going to be on her mind as well oh, the whole time. Absolutely. I mean, I can tell you from from the time. I mean, I was in high school. When Columbine happened. So the world was very, very different at the time. And this sort of thing, when I was growing up, wasn't a thing. I mean, it just, you just didn't know, you didn't think about it. It wasn't a reality to you. You never, it never occurred to you that somebody could come mow you down with a gun on your campus, right? So I was fortunate enough to be growing up in that time. Columbine sort of changes everything, which happens when I'm in high school. When I got to the University of Florida, it was like people were start. They were trying to kind of start implementing some stuff, but this was still all kind of very new to this country overall. And then by the time, then I took some years off to go into broadcasting and pursue my career. By the time I went to law school, I mean it was a whole different ball game. By the time I got to the campus in the University of Miami to go to law school there, and that's what your daughter's going to experience. You know, there was I would get alerts on my phone if there was anybody suspicious that even walked on campus everything was very connected you had you know panic call buttons all around campus that you could push if you needed to in any incident which is true for most college campuses now it's great that there's systems in place but I also remember a time when those systems weren't necessary and it's a very different world that your children and and my child is growing up in now yeah look man I remember Columbine like it was yesterday in 1999 I mean, it, it, so to your point, it is a very different world that we live in. And it, it's not too much to ask that we don't have to worry about our kids going to church or going to school or going to celebrate a Super Bowl win. Normally, sports is, a, is one of the most galvanizing mechanisms that we have. It can bring so many different you know, walks of life from socioeconomic, gender, race, and you're all pulling together. You know what I just thought of saying that? Remember the movie Major League 
where in that in that sports bar you've got all these different you know walks of life coming together cheering on the Cleveland Indians who just beat the Yankees right this underdog squad that's what I'm talking about or how a football team can bring hope to an entire region of the country like the New Orleans Saints did with my mom and family and friends after Katrina that's the power that sports is supposed to bring and then we have this today, celebrating a Super Bowl championship win with close to a million people. And you have three people taken into custody that, for some reason, beyond my realm of, 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 of understanding, just start firing off rounds into a crowd. I don't, I don't care why they did it or how – I just want to know – I mean, it makes no sense to me. None. Absolutely none. What did that child do to you? What did that what did those nine children do? Oh nothing. I mean, I mean it makes nothing. no sense. It's not like Kansas City did something wrong. There were eight hundred police officers there. There was a remarkable presence to try and keep everyone safe, but you can't police that many people. Right. I mean, it's it's almost impossible to literally do it. And by the way, on on just to bring one little moment, a very minuscule moment of thank you to the two fans that mm-hmm. ran down one of the gunmen. Heroes. Two Chiefs fans saw one of them. The dude dropped his hand cannon. You, you, you posted the video, Amber, yeah, and thank you like for doing rifle. that. I mean, this damn thing is this woman who picks it up to try and make sure no one else grabs it and she's trying to flag down a cop. I mean, that thing was as big as her leg. Mm-hmm. And these two fans ran this dude down and held him down, and I wish they had given him a few more kidney punches until the police showed up. Yeah, I mean, remarkable. those two dudes, heroes, to your point. And the woman, the woman helping flag over the police. Absolutely. And, yeah, the people that got involved in that risked their lives. The dude that goes after the guy with the gun initially. A, a wild video uh, out of Kansas City. A, a horrible incident. I mean, the, that's, that's, hero, that's hero stuff uh, that those guys got involved in. Obviously not... They shouldn't be having to get involved in heroes. Hell no. Kansas City Chiefs Parade. They should just be able to have fun. Uh, it should be fun, frankly. And, and, and it's so frustrating. I mean, Ian, when I was in college, when I was in majoring in telecommunications journalism in college, so we had a campus news station like a lot of telecom programs have when I was at Florida. And I always knew I wanted to go into broadcasting. But in college, I ended up in news. I got a lot more news experience. I was the news anchor on the campus station, right? And so although the dream was sports, I had all this news experience. So when I was coming out of college, it would have been much easier for me to get a news job because that was the the reel that I had that I could send out to stations. And I thought about it. Do I want to go into news? And I enjoyed it at the time. But there's this famous saying, and I can't remember who said it, so I don't want to, I should Google it. There's a famous saying though, that I remember hearing that in the supplies to newspapers, kids, newspapers were this thing we used to hold in our hands. And the news, the biggest stories of the day, the news stories were on the front page, of course, and then there was a sports section. So there was a famous saying that said, the front page shows man's failures, the sports section shows man's accomplishments. And I always felt like that was so poignant for me where I wanted to talk about people's accomplishments, right? I wanted to have fun. I wanted to talk about the good. And the reality is when you go into news and, you know, bless the journalists that do it, but when you go into news, you're just talking about bad, terrible stuff all the time. And I looked at the landscape of life ahead of me and I thought, 
I don't, I want, I want happier for me, right? And sports is a hell of a lot happier. So I'm going to go pursue that. So I ended up having to stay in Gainesville and work at the news station and be a full-time intern for a year in their sports department to get enough video to put together a sports reel because otherwise I would have just gone into news out of college. And I'm glad I made that decision. Days like today are particularly frustrating though, because it's when the horrible and the terrible and the awful It creeps into our world too. It creeps into sports and there's no way to avoid it. When you're killing people, quite literally killing people, because at least one person is dead at a championship parade for a Super Bowl, that is infuriating, Ian, that these these madmen, as it it appears, because there's three people in custody, of course, you know, alleged shooters. We don't know what the situation is there. We're still waiting on word on that. But whoever did this, for them to be able to do this in that moment with innocent people that are just there having fun and celebrating sports. The thing that, that is fun. It yeah, brings us all together. The most uh, super, watched Super Bowl of all time. Like, we should be able to celebrate it. I thought Marcus Spears, longtime Dallas Cowboy, Baltimore Raven, one of the great people on the – I mean, one of our great friends. He, he is just – the big swagoo is awesome. I thought on NFL Live, he summed it up about as well as you possibly can. Here's the big swagoo. I would just have everybody pause for a second and just think on empathy. Think on what these families are actually going through and get out of your own selfish reason for whatever side you lie on about what we need to do about gun laws and gun control in this country. Put that to the side for a second and be empathetic for these families that are going to bury their family members and ask them how they feel. Try to put yourselves in their position. See, sympathy is when you feel bad for somebody. Empathy is when you try to put yourself in that position so you can actually experience what that person is experiencing. So that's what I would challenge people to do that's using all of the old cliches that come along with situations like this. Just to have an empathetic mindset for five minutes about these people that's going to have to bury their children and see if your mind changes a little bit about how they're going to take your guns and how we don't need gun rights and we got all of these rights in the country. Five minutes to have a little empathy for the people that's going to have to bury their family members. And I don't think that there are sides when it comes to the ultimate goal. Now, I realize how to get there. There are sides on that. But I think that we all want a world where we can go to a Super Bowl parade and not get shot. We all want a world we can go to school and not get shot, where we can send our kids to school and we have confidence that they're not going to get shot. I think we all want a world where we can go grocery shopping and not get shot, where we can go to a country concert and not get shot, where we can go to house parties and not get shot. These are just some of the mass shootings that we've seen the last few years here in this country. Coming up next here on ESPN Radio, there is sports to talk about, so don't worry. We will get back to that. That is next. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. 
Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keeping you updated on the tragedy that happened in Kansas City. We are going to get to sports tonight as well. Don't you worry. We have been doing both all throughout the evening here on Amber and Ian. Amber and Ian presented by Progressive Insurance. In Kansas City, obviously the Super Bowl parade, it ended in tragedy. 22 people wounded as many as nine children might have been shot at the parade. We're hearing reports for anything, any information, all of the latest. Check out ESPN.com, also ABCnews.com as well. They will keep you updated there. We are going to move on for a moment into the breaking news out of the NBA that we got. And the breaking news that we got out of the NBA today wasn't really news, but it was what could have been news. We heard that apparently there was a situation where LeBron James could have actually joined Steph Curry on the Golden State Warriors, Ian, because the Warriors were actually pursuing this and trying to make it a reality. Now, it didn't work. It sounds like LeBron and his camp end up putting the kibosh on this thing, but the Warriors shot their shot. Yeah, and you know what's crazy is what Brian Windhorst told us about an hour and a half ago. If you are just tuning in, Wendy said it wasn't like it was a phone call from Golden State to the Lakers, and the Lakers laughed and hung up. There was actually a discussion. I mean, it went on for about a day, he said. Which, I mean, you and I looked at each other and went, whoa, whoa, a day? Like, damn. I mean, that's an eternity when you're talking about, on the trade deadline, LeBron James from the Lakers to Golden State, and they actually discussed it in-house. I mean, that's that's remarkable. So, of course, when that news got out, you know, I mean, ESPN was what we do. We go back in the time machine, you know, go get in the hot tub, and remember when on the shop – when LeBron James years ago was posed the question, is there one guy in the league that you would really like to play the game of basketball with? Is there one guy? LeBron kind of leaned forward in his chair and went, yeah, Steph Curry. That's the one. The one guy that I would go, yeah, you know what? I want to play with that dude. And, of course, we're all going, oh, well, remember when he said it. There it is. And for this to go on for not just a, a, a quick phone call and a hang-up, then we all start thinking, you know, the Olympics are coming up. LeBron has said he's going to play. Steph has said he's probably going to play. Steve Kerr is going to be the coach. And as you pointed out earlier, where do super teams normally get formed? Oh, yeah, during the Olympics. Right? So you're having a nice steak, nice glass of red, you know, some maybe a twice baked or some uh, you know some sweet taters and uh, a little asparagus or some veggies, and you're going. You know what, man? Hey, LeBron, you know what would be really cool on this pick and roll with me? Think about this. 
and you get the salt and pepper shakers out, right? You know, now the next thing you know, you're drawing out plays on the dinner table. That isn't tampering because you're teammates. You're just talking ball. So I am fascinated to see what happens next because, one, first of all, I do not believe that LeBron is leaving L.A. Where is Bronny right now? USC. Now, transfer portal. I got that text message 14 times earlier when we talked about this about an hour and a half ago. You can hit the portal. LeBron, you know, if Bronny goes wherever, I mean, LeBron does, there's a college there, not far. I mean, so it, technically that could happen, but well, Bronny's not LeBron's only child, though. I think yeah, do he's got that Bryce a is a senior, right? Bryce is a yeah, senior Bryce, in high school. First of all, Bryce is supposed to be better than than Bronny at basketball. I mean, who knows how that's going to end up but, panning but out? But how all this plays out? But man, it's not just them. I mean, he's got he's got a, he's got a young daughter as yep. well, right? Is it three kids or is it four kids? Am I missing a kid? Either I can't way, remember. I LeBron can't remember. has other children, and his other younger children, other than Bronny, are in school still there in his household. I don't see in him Los Angeles, Amber, at all. But the Olympics do kind of intrigue me uh, because that's an easy recruitment for for Steph and uh, and Steve. But bottom line is he he has got so many other things going on in LA. I don't see it happening. But it did intrigue me that the conversations went on for more than just a quick phone call and a hang up. I don't see it happening with him going to Golden State. I think that's the problem here. And I can understand why Steph is doing the recruiting here. Apparently, it's Draymond that really comes up with this idea because he's good friends with LeBron. Draymond's the one really pushing for this thing. He goes to Golden State. Uh, Ownership kind of pushes them to have the conversation with the Lakers. But if you are Steph, I'm guessing that you're looking at this situation and you're thinking, okay, I've spent my entire career here. You've been three different stops. Go ahead, and really four because you were in Cleveland twice. Like, go ahead and come. Like, you come up here, buddy. You're used to moving, right? You know, yeah, you know I've how got to this call the trucks, right? <laughs> right. Like, I'm not, I'm not used to all that. If you're Steph Curry, but realistically, the only way I could see this happening is if Steph was willing to go to Los Angeles because I do think LeBron is in LA for reasons beyond basketball. I never thought that he left Cleveland and went to the Lakers in order to just win championships. It they made a like movie. <laughs> it felt like winning championships was secondary and Hollywood was was first. Yeah, and, and movies and production companies and money and not being part of an agency, but being part of an agency and all of that stuff that happens out there in L.A. And also it's somewhere that he enjoys living. It's somewhere that his family really wanted to live. They were big on that. And so none of that changes right now, frankly. If you're not chasing rings, then why would you pick up, especially in the middle of a season? Why would you then want to pick up and move in the middle of a season? Now, in an offseason, maybe a different conversation because it becomes a little bit easier from a logistics perspective to plan things in advance, really think through things. It's not a trade scenario. You can consider your options more if he opts out. So maybe it ends up happening down the road. But I still don't really see him going there to Golden State. I have a hard time believing that. But is there another player? another professional athlete, maybe even, outside of Mahomes, that a near trade of something that did not happen generates this much conversation and damn near broke the internet. Well, and I don't think it's just LeBron. It's also the Steph component that makes us so interesting because you know those guys want to team up together. And I think, really, that is the story that does exist. The trade did not happen. The trade is really a non-story. What is the story then is that Steph and Draymond and LeBron want to play together. If there's some means for them to ever play together, that there is interest amongst those competitors to actually be on the same side. Yeah, and then you had Adam Silver on, on the Pat McAfee show talking. You know, McAfee asked the question. You know, if this if this trade had gone through, would you have vetoed it? 
And he basically said, no, if, if it if it falls under the parameters uh, of you know league guidelines, there's no way I could. And then you brought up, well, you could if you wanted to. You are the commissioner, and we, it's not like we haven't seen it before. See David Stern, Chris Paul, New Orleans, then Hornets, you know, to L.A., and New Orleans was under team control back then. Right. So David Stern was essentially the team owner. And right. he went, you know what? You're not going, Chris. You want to know why? Because I said so. Right. There you go. End of conversation. Now, Done. That's it. This is a very different landscape of the NBA, though, because David Stern, I, although it was within his powers because of the team control and all that that they had, uh, it, you know, he, he clearly did it because he didn't want that team to be <laughs> Exactly. Like, that's why he did it. Exactly. But, but how stupid does that seem now in the era that we have lived through of super teams? It seems, it seems ridiculous, right? But this was before all of that. So now it's a very different NBA. I mean, you look, there's no reason not to allow – these super teams to come together now that would that would mean not even allowing essentially LeBron and Anthony Davis potentially teaming up right and some of these iterations of even the Lakers are certainly obviously what we saw with LeBron in Miami and what we've learned from super teams is just because it looks good on paper doesn't mean that it always pans out in terms of however many rings you think that team is just going to waltz its way into it's not actually that easy to do so with LeBron Steph Curry and Draymond get past Denver, would they actually win a ring if they all came together? It sounds really good on paper. I would also, like to I see it, imagine, but it ain't going to happen, right? I would imagine, Ian, it would be the oldest team in the NBA to ever win a title. <laughs> it would have to be. Well, right? LeBron's I mean, 30, 39, Steph's, what, 35, and uh, Draymond's, Draymond's, what, 34, 35? Yeah, you're going to need a lot of Ben Gay. You're going to need a lot of athletic tape and the best damn team trainer's money can buy. Yeah. And Lord knows they can buy it. It would, it would, it would, it would be something. To Look, see. I it's mean, fun seeing, to talk about, but it ain't going to happen, right? Seeing those three guys in their prime together oh, would have Lord. been un- insane. Uh, but even, even if those three guys come together, it, I don't think it's going to happen either. It is possible after this season it is possible no. LeBron doesn't have an opt out he doesn't have to go back to Los Angeles he has not signed an extension there in Los Angeles and once he's on an open market it becomes much easier because otherwise Golden State frankly probably wouldn't have been able to facilitate this trade anyways with the Lakers but maybe they don't have to if LeBron wants to go there I, I still don't really see it happening but man it's fun to think about coming up next here on Amber at Ian we will find out what is a big deal and what is not a big deal? ESPN Radio is also available to you on the ESPN app. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. 
Better because it has to be. We are still having some fun here on Amber and Ian, as always, but we are also keeping you updated on the tragic news out of Kansas City, where the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade ended in the most horrific way today. A day that should have been a day of celebration ended in a day of tragedy. 22 people in total wounded. I saw reports as high as maybe 29 in area hospitals around Kansas City. One person dead. We saw reports that nine children were shot and being treated between the ages of 6 and 15 at the Children's Hospital there in Kansas City. Just there at a parade rooting on their team, showing the support for their team winning another Super Bowl ring. So something that should have been joyous, unbelievably tragic. You can go to ESPN.com for more information. ABC News, we will keep you updated if any more information on that rolls in. But listen, we are here to also provide some levity, Ian, and to talk sports, try to have some fun, do what we can here. One of our segments that we always do is big deal, not a big deal. So let's do it. It's making headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. But is it a big deal or not a big deal with Amber and Ian? And our producer, James Steele. Hello, James. Hello. Uh, So uh, looks like Devin Booker was ejected in the first quarter today. He got hit with two technical fouls in just five minutes into the game. Uh, that's just an update on some things that are happening today. You almost have to try to do that. Yeah, that's, a pretty, that's pretty impressive. Um, so, what uh, commissioner, do you do? <laughs> he tackles somebody on the court? I don't know. Two, two techs in uh, less than five minutes, basically, though. So, good for him. Very impressive. All right. Um, Adam Silver, Commissioner Adam Silver, was on the Pat McAfee show today in studio. I talked about a bunch of things. Uh, One of those things is what you heard a little bit earlier on the show, uh, whether or not he would have approved a LeBron to the Warriors trade. Uh, But something else they talked about is the possibility of the NBA expanding to Las Vegas. Here's what he had to say. Uh, Never mind. Technical difficulties. No Adam Silver sound. So the NBA, though, expanding to Las Vegas. It's a possibility. Ian, this is a city that I feel like every sport has its sights set on. We know the Oakland A's are headed to Las Vegas, it appears, right? Obviously, they've already got hockey there. The Raiders moved to Vegas. Vegas somehow, a town that traditionally had no sports, is now, outside of UNLV, is now all of a sudden becoming the sports mecca of the country. Uh, It's a big deal. I think it's a cool deal. I'm here for expansion teams. I think Vegas is a great market for it. Obviously, an entertainment market. They just put on a hell of a show for the Super Bowl. So, yeah, it's a big deal. We have the silver sound now. Here it is. Our summer league now, by virtue of taking up the first two weeks of July, has become almost like a franchise in Vegas. And and I'm not saying it's quite the equivalent. It's not our 31st team, but it's two weeks of basketball at a time of year in Vegas when there's not a lot else going on. So I feel like we already have a big presence in Vegas. I think in terms of expansion to Vegas, what, what we've said for a while now is we have one more year left on our television deals in the U.S. after this year. And so we want to figure out what our media relationships are going to look like, but then we will turn to expansion. And Vegas is definitely on our list. What's, what's remarkable about Las Vegas, it's not that large a market. Yeah, I mean, small. as the U.S. goes. I mean, I forget. I, it's like last I looked, I think it was the 44th largest market or something like that. Wow. But, man, do they punch above their weight. No doubt about it. And I think it's not just a big deal, but a massive deal. I remember, man, when I was covering the Utah Jazz back in the early 2000s, the Rocky Mountain Review was huge. I mean, I do mean huge for Summer League. 
You had Coach K coming out there. I mean, Roy Williams was out there. I mean, it was massive. Long gone. Why? Vegas, baby. I mean, Vegas, I, it, it is taken over. And if you do expand, you got to have another city. You got to go even numbers. Bring back the damn Seattle Supersonics. There you End go. Of conversation. They they were a great market too. Oh they were my an excellent market. gosh! They were a great yes, sports market. The way they support their their set soccer, soccer team, team, U-Dubs, obviously the, the, the Seahawks, Seahawks, Mariners. Absolutely. If you're going to Vegas, go back to Seattle also. Right. Uh, a few times a year, uh, our Tim Bontemps does a MV, NBA MVP straw poll, uh, and it's the first time he did it this year. Uh, was just a couple of days ago. And uh, the top five in his MVP straw poll, uh, Jokic, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Giannis, Luka, and because Joel Embiid will not be eligible to win the MVP, Kawhi Leonard snuck into the top five here. So, Ian, big deal, not a big deal. Uh, The straw poll that has Kawhi Leonard uh, at number five. I would... would I think their list is a big deal, but Kawhi being a number five to me is not a big deal. Uh, my, my my big question is, where's Tyrese? Where's Halliburton? Maxie? Oh, Halliburton. I'm like, who are we talking about? Which Tyrese? Yeah. I mean, where, where's that? Did you guys see that damn dunk he had off the backboard to himself? Holy mother. Right? So, I mean, and, and the – yeah. So, like, I like Jokic's one. I love how he's given SGA – a ton of love because OKC is a sleeper team right now. They are filthy good. But Halliburton, to me, I would have him above Kawhi Leonard right now. That's just me. Uh, I, I mean, I don't think this is a big deal because Kawhi Leonard's ridiculous. And we just forget how good Kawhi Leonard is because of the injuries over the years and because it never really comes together for that Clippers team. But he's absurd. He's having an absurd season because he's Kawhi Leonard. We're talking about a guy who we've seen win multiple NBA titles, be the MVP multiple times there for those NBA titles on two different teams. And he's on a good team in Los Angeles. It's just, can it stay healthy? That's always the problem right now. Another abductor injury. Now, I don't think it's a very big deal because apparently he's still going to be participating this weekend in the NBA All-Star stuff, but that kept him out against the Warriors. So I think the bigger question with Kawhi is health, not how good he is. Really, with his talent level and how good we know Kawhi Leonard is, he should be in the MVP discussion every single year. He's just not because he's not available enough. Or, you know what, I'll even go off. You can scratch Halliburton off the list. What about Donovan Mitchell? What, What Spider's doing right now is ridiculous in Cleveland. So, not a big deal, basically is what I'm saying. All right, let's go uh, to the NFL. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard, but the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Uh, But during the first half of that Super Bowl, a very frustrated Travis Kelsey was uh, seen on camera yelling and bumping into Andy Reid on the New Heights podcast today. Jason and Travis uh, talked about that. The broadcast showed you having a heated exchange with Coach Reed. <laughs> so heated. People are all over this. I mean, I get it. You cross the line. I think we can both agree on that. I can't get that fired up to the point where I'm bumping Coach and it's getting him off balance and stuff. I mean, let's be honest. The, the yelling in his face, too, is over the top. I think there's better ways to handle this. I love Coach Reed. Coach Reed knows how much I'd love to play for him. I'm not playing for anybody else but Big Red. If he calls it quits this year, I'm, I'm out there with him, man. He ain't calling it quits. Come on now. He's not. I immediately wish I would have took a back. Coach Reed actually came right up to me after that, and he just let him know, hey, man, I love your passion. I got cameras on me all over the place, man. He's letting you know not not to be like that. Just fired me up even more to go out there and get it. 
victory for him, man. Big Red, sorry if I uh, caught you with that cheap shot, baby. But damn, I love winning with you. Ian, was that bump a big deal or not a big deal? Oh, yeah, in a moment it was, it was a big deal. I agree with, uh, with you know, big bro, Jason Kelsey. You know, he crossing the line. I mean, you, you can't go and, and chest bump your head coach and then also get in his face like that, uh, especially in, on that stage in that game, the biggest game that this country knows. So, yeah, it was a big deal. And I like the fact that he owned it and, and you know, and, and admitted I crossed the line. James, remember when I told you this Travis Kelsey is a bully? And you didn't believe me? Yeah, I don't believe you. When he was over there terrorizing kickers? Remember that whole thing? Now Travis anybody. Kelsey is terrorizing the elderly because Andy Reid is in his <laughs> mid-60s. I mean, it's actually what he did is actually not just a crime in most states. It's a heightened crime because Andy Reid in most states would actually be considered that. <laughs> And it would be a heightened crime battery against the elderly. I'm just saying what Travis Kelsey did to a man who is far older than him. I mean, he's like, leave, leave Andy Reid alone. What are we doing now? The yelling part, I don't think is a big deal. It's the whole don't, don't almost push over your coat. Can you imagine if Andy Reid had fallen over, if he had lost his footing toward ACL that many mil- that many the medical staff has to come over start helping Andy Reid as he I mean we saw him trying to get up after that uh, after the Super Bowl celebration uh, so if he had fallen over I don't know how good it would have looked in front of all those uh, hundreds of millions of people watching that <laughs> the most watched Super Bowl ever yeah, there was, there was television event ever there was somebody on X that put together like a, a, a collage of Romo noises. Can we put together a collage of Amber Wilson noises? What? Well, you know what I mean? Did you see the video of Andy Reid celebrating with Chris Jones after yes. the Super Bowl? And he like, yes. can't really get back up off of it. It's great. Coach Reid's great. James? Yeah, he's Travis great. Kelsey's a boy. There's a, I, saw, I saw there was, a, I don't know, a few weeks ago. I can't remember what game it was, but... Reed was bumping into Kelsey too. It's just like I, the I relationship. Did. I saw that. I saw yeah, that. So. Yeah, okay, but the relationship's one way. He just caught. I mean, he just caught. He just caught Coach a little bit off guard. That's all. The relationship's one sided there. Okay. Um. <laughs> right. Like your 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 dad could say something to you that you can't then go back say to your dad. You know, it's like it's a one sided relationship with the coach to the player. I feel like a little bit. Apparently not in Travis Kelsey's world. Apparently not. Apparently not. All right. Uh, so a couple of days ago, uh, Tiger Woods uh, announced. Well, he split from Nike not too long ago, and then a couple of days ago, ahead uh, of the Genesis Invitational, his journey. He's going to make his 2024 PGA debut. Uh, he announced an active premium lifestyle brand called Sunday Red in conjunction with the golf equipment company TaylorMade. Amber, big deal, not a big deal. Uh, Tiger's new, uh, new brand. Yeah, Sun it's a big Bay deal. Red. Because Tiger Woods is a big deal. He will always be a big deal. It doesn't matter what he does on the golf course from here on out. But from a branding perspective, he's a monster deal. So Sunday Red will absolutely be a big deal, Ian. Is TaylorMade still with Adidas? Do we know? That's a Google search. I, 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 I can't You're remember. asking questions I don't have the answer to. Yeah, well, I, I've, I've asked the question because I don't have the answer to it. I know they used <laughs> to be together. I don't know if they still are. But, yeah, I mean, to what Amber said, yeah, it's a big deal because it's, it's still Tiger. Tiger will be a big deal if he, when he sneezes, you know, um, when he's 65. I mean, the, the dude is – he's iconic. 
He he's one of those like he's he's not a hero. He's not an, like he's an immortal. So anything that guy does, especially in the realm of golf, yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's always a big deal. It's also a big deal when these guys then go out and come up with their own brand, right? And and obviously Tiger has brands, but even more brands just adding to the whole yeah, the thing. Sunday it's like what red. we've seen yeah. from Tom Brady. I mean, my husband today was wearing a sweatshirt that said Brady across it because he has so many of Tom Brady's brand clothes. Coming up next here on Amber, on Amber and Ian. Uh, the 49ers <laughs> moved on from their defensive coordinator. There's plenty of news to still unpack all around the NFL. We'll get into it all on ESPN Radio. Along here on Amber and Ian, we have been keeping you updated on the tragedy in Kansas City all show long. If you miss anything here on Amber and Ian, check out the podcast on the ESPN app. But there were 22 people at least wounded in Kansas City at the Super Bowl parade today. One person is dead from a mass shooting there at the end of the Super Bowl parade. Eight people, maybe still some reports, eight people still in life-threatening condition. Nine uh, children there's reports that nine children were shot today at the Super Bowl parade in Kansas City, ranging from the ages of six to 15 years old in the hospital, in the children's hospital in Kansas City. So we will keep you updated on all the information that we get here on ESPN Radio. You can also go to ESPN.com for more information. But we are talking about what has happened around the world of sports as well, of course, because that's what we do here. And the big news out of the NFL today was that the 49ers fired their defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes, after just one season as the D.C. of the 49ers. One season is kind of the story of Steve Wilkes' career of late, frankly. But it felt like, to me, Ian, that he was the fall guy. And I feel badly for Wilkes, but look, this is also the, the life that, that coaches choose to live. Um, I mean, that, that's bottom line. Uh, it, it's it's hard, very hard, for especially on your families, because to, to your point, and for people who may not understand what you mean, um, after he spent, what, five years in Carolina as an assistant coach from like 2000, the mid-2000s, he went to Arizona for a year as a head coach, then was blown up. Uh, because Steve Kime wanted to bring in Cliff Kingsbury because they were going to draft Kyler Murray, one an offensive-minded head coach, and it led to one playoff appearance. Uh, then he, so, But after Arizona, he goes to Cleveland for one year as a D.C. Then he's out of football for a year. Then he's at Missouri for a year. And then Carolina as you know a, the secondary coach and then ends up being the interim head coach, which he does a remarkable job. Ends yeah. up with a winning record as the interim head coach. Dave Tepper and the brass there in Carolina say, you know what, uh, thank you, see you, get out. Goes to San Francisco, again, one year and gone. And this one, when you hear Kyle Shanahan here, folks, tell me what stands out because I know what stood out to me and it was one word and it was three letters. Here's the head coach of the 49ers on why he decided to dismiss his defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes. Morning. I relieved Steve Wilkes of his duties. Uh, he is a great football coach, but just where we're going, where we're at with our team, from a scheme standpoint and things like that, I felt pretty strongly that this was a decision that was best for our organization. I'm committed to trying, with the situation we're in, trying to find what we believe will give the Niners the best chance in 2024. And when you have a group of guys who have played at a high level doing certain things um, a specific way for a while, um, I do feel that's the best thing to do for them. And he went on to say, and it just didn't fit. The fit part is what got me. Like, all right, what didn't fit? Because they ended up third in the NFL in points per game. Third. They were only one point away from being number one. Baltimore gave up 16.5 points per game. The Chiefs, 17.2. And then was San Francisco at 17.5. 
So when he went on to say after that clip right there, he goes, it just didn't, it just wasn't the right fit. Um, what didn't fit? Because guess what? The defense produced. I mean, those dudes were hunting sideline to sideline. Uh, yet it's another one and done for Steve Wilkes. Is fit to you, Amber, personality? It just didn't work. It didn't mesh as far as chemistry and the coaching staff. Because on the field, I mean, you end up going to overtime in the stinking Super Bowl, and you only gave up 17 and a half a game on the entire right. year. Uh, I What doesn't fit is that – Kyle Shanahan has to fire somebody because they lost the Super Bowl. That's that's what doesn't fit. What doesn't fit is he's not going to fire himself. What doesn't fit is the defense was on the field when they lost the game. And I, I really think that that's it. And it's kind of a ridiculous notion because, like you said, not just the third best defense in the NFL all season long, but even in that game, holding Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to, what, 19 points in yep. regulation. And the defense ends up losing at the end, but also they're in that situation because Kyle Shanahan doesn't choose to, of course, defer with the ball. So he receives the ball first and the offense only was able to score three points. So the defense didn't have to hold Patrick Mahomes to three points or even three downs. The defense had to try to hold Patrick Mahomes from scoring a touchdown with four downs available to the greatest quarterback of his generation. And that's what ends up getting Steve Wilkes fired. It, it's a scapegoat to me. I, I, I don't know. I mean, the fit thing, I feel like it's just something that people say when at the end of the day, what really doesn't fit is that we're disappointed we lost the Super Bowl and heads have to roll and it's not going to be mine if I'm yeah, Kyle Shanahan. But what happened over the last couple of days? Because remember, right after the Super Bowl, the day after when they had their exit meetings, he, he said he expects all of his coaches to be back. This That's year. true. I forgot about that. And then and all th- of a sudden, bam, he reverses course. And that audio that we just played, it made it sound like to me he was on a conference call. Like he was having a, it was. an emergency yeah. presser conference call, which means exactly as you said. Because the exit interview is in front of a microphone. It's planned. We all know it's going to happen. That was like a conference call. Like, oh, by the way, I decided to dismiss Steve Wilkes this morning. I think it must be the pressure. Maybe there was pressure from the ownership. Where Kyle Shanahan initially is thinking, oh, no, I'm keeping my staff. And the ownership's like, oh, no, you aren't, actually. Like, we're going to need you to make changes to that because this can't happen again. And you have to find a way to stop Patrick Mahomes, I guess. I mean, the reality is, again, Patrick Mahomes had four downs to get down that field (laughs) and score a touchdown to win that game. And that was because of what appears to have been a Kyle Shanahan decision, not a Steve Wilkes decision. And James Steele, our producer, brought up a great point, which I would forgotten when we talked about this in hour number one, you know, roughly about two hours ago. And that is in the middle of the year. Remember, remember they had that three-game skid where they had injuries. I mean, they were so banged up. Then they got the bye week, and then they got back to being the San Francisco 49ers, right? And they, and they made the trade for Chase Young. And they brought in, you know, Randy Gregory. So they shored up the defensive front, and they got healthy, and they got back to just knocking the ever-loving snot out of people, not just trying to beat you but embarrass you. But as James brought up, and I had forgotten about this, Wilkesy was in the booth, and then Shanahan made him go down on the field and he, to get a better feel for what his guys were, you know, seeing and feeling out on the field. So is that part of fit? I don't know. But all I know is this. It's the fifth time that he has been won and done, and I feel for him. I really do, even though it's a well, life he chose to live. And that I can't excuse away. I don't. I mean, that seems like a pattern. And, and is that just football? It could be just football. It's a very tough business. Yep. 
Or is there more to it? Is he is he tough to work with? I don't, I don't know. know. So don't if know. the winning's not coming, then you end up moving reputation. on from him. Who knows? He does have a great reputation. Well, obviously, he's a great coach because the results are the results. They had the third best defense in the league this season. But I do wonder that Booth thing. I remember that. But it also came, as I recall, during a three-game st- st- uh, skid where everybody was injured. <laughs> and, like, that was really why, right? Like, they had really key injuries during that time. And it ends up being why the 49ers seem to have slumped in production. So either way, Steve Wilkes is out. We will see who ends up being in there as the next DC. Apparently, they are looking at candidates.